0: Welcome to the Outdoor Panel Podcast, where we talk about chasing critters, catching fish, of course hunting and fishing stories, and a lot of BSing. There's like a beast. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Uh, oh. That's nice eye. Yeah. That was a fast hunt. Holy cow. So what we got going on tonight is uh, something a little bit different. It's just going to be a BS session between me and Bud about just things we got going until pretty much uh, the end of May. So we're going to talk about what we got coming up in the spring season. I'm looking forward to it. We got a bunch of different ideas that we've been floating around throughout the winter. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll i get us started off. Uh, something that I'm looking uh, – for to besides closing out the ice fishing season i know it's like just started but the like bud was saying the ice <laughs> isn't really very thick on the fox river this year but something that i am looking forward to that i've never done is doing some winter trout fishing on some of the inland streams that we got in southwestern wisconsin here and uh i don't know we got some warmer days coming up I'm I'm not doing it yet because we got some cold temperatures coming and I don't want to freeze the, the skin or the fins on the fish, but once we get right around 30 degrees or so and the way it's looking right now is uh, be able to get out after work coming up here in the next couple of days because it looks like upper 20s, lower 30s. So yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. Uh, just all the research that I've done is pretty much do what I did last year, throw Throw some uh, spoons out there. Pinch the. I'm gonna pinch the barbs down and and uh, do a little catch and release trout fishing in uh, late uh, winter here. Got any questions? <laughs> no, I'm good. I mean, you're you're just gonna go in like Milwaukee Harbor area. your no, no, I'm thinking some inland trout down here in southwestern Wisconsin. The stuff that you got to do last year and you you saw how simple it was and how how many baits you you actually need to do that if you're just using uh, like the the spinning gear? So,
1: well, I guess that it depends
0: how many trees you're going to catch. If you're not
1: <laughs> fishing the trees, you're not going to catch them.
0: Hey, that is true. That is true. Uh, I know that, that's just something Lisa looks forward to. I, she has a trout addiction. Every time I bring up fish and trout, she's like, okay, where are we going? Um, and something a little bit different, I'm looking at buying an Iowa license this year because I heard the trout fishing over there. It's it's a little secret. Northeast Iowa, we we think southwestern Wisconsin's good. I heard northeast, eastern Iowa's freaking phenomenal. So uh, looking to travel into a different state to do a little trout fishing. Might as well. Might as well. And I'm going to get the annual license because traced for one day, it's like, 30 or 40 dollars so I might as well spend like the 50 or 60 bucks so I can go there all summer or summer spring so yeah then uh bud you got anything so we're talking like winter like February you got anything after like trout fishing that uh we're looking at doing like inland trout fishing I should say so uh, pretty much I've just uh I gotta get got another
1: locator for the boat I'm gonna get that wired up and right at this point as sad as it is like as fast as ice fishing came in it's already like past this freaking prime like let's just get to open water again it's already yeah. to that point where let's let's just get to open water let's get to the walleye run and the thing that I'm looking forward to this year is I want to get out on Lake Michigan for brown trout in spring. So we're going to have a little conflict of interest there, but I'm hoping we can split up time and we can do both.
0: Yeah, like you were saying, like, even if we do a little bit longer days, where, I mean, it might be just one day of hit, like one day, like a weekend where we hit the brown, Browns during the day, I mean, and it's nothing, I don't think we got to get out too early or anything like that. Like, a walleye, you don't got to worry about a twilight bite. And once I, the- think, I think
1: it'll be a lot easier to launch the boat going for a brown trout, because I think there'll be a lot less guys <laughs> compared yeah. to the walleye, run. the walleye run. The walleye run, you launch your boat early just so you get a parking spot in
0: the parking lot. Or you know what's right. going to happen, bud. We're going to do this, you know, for a year or two here. And everybody's going to go do it. (laughs) However, we kind of kick ourselves in our own ass because we have a YouTube channel. (laughs) And we kind of share these stupid secret bites. So, I mean, even me posting inland trout videos, guys are like, why are you filming this? Like, why are you sharing the secret? So, I mean, I don't know, the world gets smaller and smaller. What are you going to do about it? So I'm looking forward to it because I've never done that bite. And um, yeah, I, I think uh, Lisa's been bugging me about doing some Lake Michigan trout fishing too. I think I might be able to talk her into do, do some casting over there. Um, I just need to get her a little bit bigger rod than her light Abu Garcia rod. <laughs> Better than half, man. It's fine. Yeah, it's is it's is it, is it an ugly stick. Ah, uh, no, it's just a Abu um, Garcia. I don't even know what it is. It's a it's a good panfish rod, but I gotta beef her up to some, like a medium. I gotta get her a walleye rod, or you know, when we do smallmouth bass fishing, it's kind of funny watching her. <laughs> We're to fish on ultralight, so, yeah, but th- your per- preliminary research, do you have, like, any ideas of, like, the habitat that we'll be targeting these browns in?
1: Everything I've been seeing, I've been looking at, either you got, you got to find the warm water coming out of river systems, so your Keewanee River, your Sheboygan River, Manitowoc River, you know anything along the eastern side of Wisconsin going on to Lake Michigan, you find that warm water coming out of the river. That's one area you gotta look for. Uh, if you find like a power plant or a hot water discharge, you don't want to be right in it because that's too much of a shock to the fish, but you kind of fish the outskirts of it. And then outside of that, look for uh, food. Like the go like the goby is the main food in Lake Michigan now. You know everybody that's fishing smallmouth and walleye in the bay. And it's the same thing with uh, brown trout and lake trout stuff like that in Lake Michigan. So if you're looking for gobies, you gotta find the rock. So you find big boulders, stuff like that, that's gonna hold the gobies, you're gonna find feeding brown trout. So that's where we're gonna end up targeting.
0: Yeah, and that makes sense too. And I think another thing that uh, is worth looking at is kind of those darker, those darker patches of water that like yeah. are a little bit muddier too, because they hold a little bit more heat. So that might be yeah. worth exploring too. So darker,
1: darker bottom, or
0: uh, yeah, just that
1: stirred up water. You get that, and you you see that in the springtime too in the bay like everybody complains about the muddy water coming in but that muddy water warms up
0: a lot faster than the clear water. Yeah. Yeah. No, then uh I think our big thing after we we target those brown trout cuz that that's a bite where it's literally the ice is off, you're out there hours after that ice comes off. Like yeah. It's it's like one yeah. of those window bites. Yeah, that you're talking, it's like early March to mid-April. That's about it.
1: You you literally have like four weeks because yep. all them brown trout and you know, if the whole thing is like them brown trout with the ice moving out and the food in, you have like four weeks. It's about it. And after that, then they start moving out.
0: Yeah. No, I, I'm looking forward to changing it up this spring. I mean, uh, not to be the dead horse, but we've done the wall run, I don't know, for the last 10 years and just. We've got a lot longer than that, I think. Yeah. I don't We're know, about since, f- 15 years in on that. Yeah, since I was like 17 or something like that. But not that it's not fun, but it just comes along with a headache. And I, I guess my biggest thing of why it's at least during the day, why it's become less enjoyable is just basically the ethics of a couple guys. Majority of the people are fine out there, like no issues at all. I'd say 98% of the people are fine, but it's just frustrating when guys are on a good bite, then you get the one boat, the one boat that flies through 50 other guys. Like, it just, it gets frustrating. So... Yeah. But uh, that's like you and me, like we even started doing,
1: like we're not even worried about fishing in the day anymore on the walleye run. Like we're more like, let's go out at five o'clock and just go troll at
0: night or something like that with lights. Yeah. No, and that seems to be, if you're looking for a big fish, I mean, you can catch them during the day, but I mean, based off of our limited experience fishing at night, I think every night we pulled out some good fish. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not a high numbers thing, but you're definitely picking up some quality fish. And I think another thing that we're excited for this year's walleye run is that we're, we're going to kind of avoid the river. I, I think we're going to do a lot more exploring this year, which I'm excited for. Yeah. So, yeah. So, hopefully we can find something a little bit different to target I think the, the only time
1: that we might concentrate on the river is when we do the tournament <laughs> yeah yeah because i think at that point i think we're just gonna like we're talking about we're gonna do the swamp donkey open and i would say we pound five good fish get it on the board and then we'll go explore after that try to upgrade yeah yeah
0: so um You know, give a little background about this tournament. You have more information than I do. I know it's fairly limited at this point, but uh, I believe it's what March. Is it March twenty eighth when it is?
1: It's like the last week in of March. Yeah, and it's a tournament. It's right in the prime of the walleye run, and it's a catch, photo, release tournament. Don't have to the fish donkey app, and. I guess, I think, I think they are NIT, and if you want to go NIT, or I don't know what the acronym is, but there is a qualifier for some bigger tournament, and if you do that, you can only have two guys, but if you don't do that, you can have like four guys in the boat, which I mean, that's just, you're just upping your odds by doing that, and you're just having a fun tournament, you and your buddies,
0: and... Yeah, that's a- that's what it sounds like. It's more of like just a fun tournament rather than, you know. Yeah, I mean,
1: and like the pay-in, like as a tournament pay-in, like for me, I mean it's one of the higher ends because it's like a hundred and fifty dollars buy-in for the tournament. But if you got like four guys, I'm like hundred and fifty bucks split up for four guys isn't that bad compared to if you just do it two. And there's some tournaments where it's buy-ins which that's out of my price range but but it's just one of those fun early tournaments and there's just guys go out and you just catch a bunch of fish what it comes down to yeah
0: no 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 I'm looking forward to that I've never fished at a tournament personally and it's it's a good starter tournament if you're just a beginner wanting to get into trying tournaments and another nice thing about the swamp donkey tournament is like since there's so many fish in the river like you don't need like the best boat to win um, no
1: no that that tournament you could literally go
0: on a 12-foot John
1: boat and you could compete in that tournament yeah I mean the nice part about that tournament it's not a shotgun start or anything like that so it's not like you're race into the line and take it off to get to your spot. <coughs> Excuse me. But like you literally just get released and then you go to your spot. And it's funny. Cause like, I think, yeah, last year you and me and Andy were out there and we found it hilarious because all these guys were staged up on their spot, but they couldn't fish because it wasn't seven o'clock yet. Yeah. So you just see all these guys sitting in their boat waiting to fish like they're just antsy and i think that's just
0: fun yeah no that's fun for sure um so with the uh picture photo release are they just uh doing like a weight based off the length of fish then yep okay yeah it's it it doesn't
1: and this is where a lot of guys kind of gripe on this style of tournament i'm in total favor of this tournament Unless I catch a pre-spawn fish. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing is like, if you, if you catch a 27 inch walleye that is pre-spawn, another guy catches a 27 inch fish that's post-spawn, that fish weighs the same. Both of those fish weigh exactly the same. Yeah. That's that is the downfall of this style of tournament. But in the long run, uh, cons- conservation wise, it's better for the fishery. It's what it comes down to. Yeah. That's the whole point. Where like we we have so many tournaments now because of the catch photo release style tournaments.
0: Yeah. No, and the point that I was going to make to that, like, I mean. Does it make you a better fisherman because you catch a pre-spawn walleye or a post-spawn and they're both the same length, like, in the same maturity level? Like Te-
1: Technically, you're a better fisherman by catching a pre-spawn versus a post-spawn. A
0: post-spawn okay. fish is more hungry. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. But either way, but I, get, I... But you get shafted on the weight. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I I like the catch, photo, release type style tournament. And it's just not only has it opened up to guys who have bullets, but, like, if I want to join some tournaments, guys like me who have kayaks, that's really opened up a big avenue for that style of tournament. So, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. So I I got it in my work calendar to get off um, hopefully that weekend. So, yeah. Um, after the walleye run, we're coming up, uh, February, March, um, I guess one thing that Lisa and I are looking forward to is the perch, the perch, the perch run on the Mississippi river. So last year, Lisa and I were going to, um, try doing this, uh, so-called perch run. (laughs) I don't know what else to call it, uh. But uh, last year it happened really early. By April first, pretty much all the perch were spawned out, and everyone I talked to is like, "This is just an abnormal year." So I think uh, something that Lisa and I are looking forward to is uh, maybe start starting right around that m- March time period, uh, middle of March till like middle of April, try catching some nice Mississippi River perch because I've never experienced that either.
1: So is that uh? Just because I gotta ask because in over here in the Green Bay, like our perch season closes, is Mississippi open year round
0: Mississippi is open year round that's a that's a cool thing about the Mississippi River because there's so many states that touch the Mississippi River pretty much everything is open year round. I don't think there they have go. a full season for anything so battlefish, yeah, probably battlefish. <laughs> Forget about that one. But I I think most everything is open on the Mississippi. Just I've noticed throughout the length of Mississippi River, there's like different catch limits and whatnot. Like, I believe it's... Like, like
1: me me trolling in the spring, like, every freaking year, I'll catch a handful of freaking perch in, like, uh, May, and I got to throw them back because the bay is closed down because the perch are spawning.
0: Yep. No, yeah, no, I that's the cool thing about the Mississippi River Perch. Um, I'd say double-check your regulations, folks. Don't go off my word, but I believe the Mississippi River Perch is open year-round. So, yeah, that's something I'm looking forward to. Um, Probably, I I mean, most of of the videos and what I've heard is, honestly, you just have to go kind of where... Uh, the dams are similar to a walleye bite. I mean, um, fishing off of rock walls yeah. and whatnot. are perch is a, a mini walleye. That's all it is. Yep. So, yeah, that's if I have time, though. I mean, <laughs> based <laughs> off what we said so far, <laughs> browns, walleye perch, like, in inland trout, too, that's, that's a hell of a summer right there. Or spring, so far um yeah then moving past i guess march i don't know are you going to be doing any tournaments this year like that march Uh, april time period outside of the the swamp donkey which is the end of march
1: what we're looking at right now is this was all hearsay last year but they're hoping that the fox river classic is going to come back this year which that should be the third in of May, hopefully. But it's all hearsay. I haven't heard anything. That was... I heard about that first tournament of the Duck Creek tournament last year, so whether or not that's going to happen, if that does happen, most likely me and Andy will do that one. And... You know, it's one of those tournaments where I think there'll probably be changes this year. Just for the simple fact that our weigh-in spot got sold. So, I don't know what's going to happen to that tournament. But if it happens, I know Andy's looking forward to that tournament. So, we'll end up doing it.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a kick to shorts right there. Um, although, I'm, I'm sure they'll figure out something to get that straightened out. because. Uh, to me, I, I just attended the weigh-in one time, and the I, I was pretty impressed with not only like how many fishermen were in that tournament, but the turnout from like the people. Like pretty good just watch, turnout. Just
1: just to watch it, watch the weigh-in. It's it's one of those like I, I think it's like this red like you see like the Bassmaster Classic weigh-ins. I'm like that's the style this tournament is you know, we bring our fish in, we get them weighed, and we are very strict as far as like no kill off and stuff like that, but then just to have like all of our families come and watch us weigh in fish, like that's the cool part.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's and uh, the food the food at, at least at Jimmy C's was phenomenal. Drinks were good, like it was a good old time, so Hopefully they can find find another venue to to host that way And I just did look up the regulations for uh Mississippi River for both the boundary of Minnesota and Iowa and looks like uh panfish are open year round. So Oh there you go. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um as long as perch is, perch is included in panfish.
0: Yep, yep, it is. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm Man, that, that's one heck of a heck of a spring so far. Um, you know, you did the big tournaments last year. Uh, the what was that tournament series called? The Duck Creek. Yeah, I did, a, I did. I did a Duck Creek series last year. Yeah, um, and I guess based off your experience, why are you kind of hesitant on doing it again this year? Just the time. Time. Yeah. Time commitment, stuff like
1: that. It's to be competitive, you gotta put your time in on the water. And not only that, but you gotta have the network. I mean it's can you can you do it by yourself? One hundred percent you can do it by yourself. But it's super helpful if you have numerous Uh, fellow competitors that you network with i guess
0: yeah and well not only just the network part but like like networking with people who you trust which is exactly it's no different than us deer hunting
1: like Mm -hmm. you you have your guys you can trust your spots with and and that's kind of what to me like tournament fishing is too yeah
0: yeah and the thing about networking, I mean, I mean, our, our group right here, we, we have a group that we text text with uh, regularly. But I mean, other than that, like, I'm just finding myself, I, I've made friends with a lot of people on YouTube, but uh, I'm finding myself like dwindling that to a smaller crew just because it it takes a lot of energy to maintain relationships with those people. It really does. Like you you really gotta like get along and jive with a person for like continuing to reach out. And I know that both you and I, bud, I mean, we'll talk to guys, but we're not I don't know, we don't text with everyone all the time.
1: (laughs) Same thing with you, it's like Like, I have no problem talking to a guy at the boat ramp. You know, what did you catch? What were you using? Shit like that. But, like, when it comes down to actually talking to a guy, like, fishing spots, I'm like, I'm not going to share a spot with a guy that's going out one day a month versus me, I'm going out six days a month. Or then you got the other guy that might be in your group. He's going out. He might be retired. He's going out 18 days a month. Yeah, I'm like, you got to have that. You want to share your super info with guys that are putting the same effort in,
0: you know, or at least showing the want to. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the the crew guys that we have right now that it, within the hunting or the outdoor panel group that we that we talk to is that. We're all at different skill levels, but all of us have the drive and the want to to help each other out and to like root each other on, which I think is the cool part. Because like like Zeb and I hunt similar habitat, but it's cool to have a guy like Rob. He hunts way over on the East Coast, but he's he's very experienced in hunting in in high high hunter density areas where you know. Like, you being up in Green Bay can kind of pick his mind for, yeah. you know, hunting in higher-density areas. And and same thing with Tonson. I mean, he's hunting northeastern and northern Illinois, where there's an insane amount of hunters. Where, even though Rob's way over on the other side of the country, a lot of the similar principles apply. And it's like, trying to find that with fishermen, too, it is very... <laughs> very difficult because everyone's so competitive like especially the the more this walleye stuff goes on in the bay it feels like the more competitive it gets and uh we're networking with dale here (laughs) bud's kid is sitting on bud's lap here uh we're trying to create our own fleet here Uh, that's why uh we got dale here and uh, he's gonna take over Bud's Bud's boat, which is actually Dale's boat right now. So Dad can get the nice party glass boat, and uh, I'll be out there with my John boat still, and I'll have them both <laughs> pull me around or something like that <laughs> in the in the sea puppy too. So uh, where did we leave off? Uh, perch. I guess we're we're starting to get towards the April, and that's kind of post spawn walleye. Um, I think we actually
1: skipped, because I talked about the Fox River Open, which was May. But I yep. actually skipped over something.
0: We skipped over April, Nebraska. Oh, I was, I was going to get to that, because I, I did the perch. Yeah, the, then the April, Nebraska thing is, uh, yeah, we're going to put our hat in the ring again and head over uh, to Western, West Central, wherever, Nebraska wherever that was and uh try your hand at the the good old miriam's the the oh, how do you say that how do you say that the elusive miriam's turkey yeah we're going to we're going to try our hand at that again yeah they
1: gobble all the time but they don't come in yeah
0: it's it's a different hunt it's it's there are a lot Based off my experience, they're a lot different than. Eh, they have similarities and then they have differences. It, it, like Miriam's is weird because it, it feels like if you still get them in the right mood, they'll come in. Is what I'm thinking. I'm limited. I think, at the- I think, I think we were green when we were out there last time. Yeah, that too. It was like my first I, hunting. We're 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 going all for blood this time. Yeah, but. I think at the same time, I think it's still like a spot and stock hunt a little bit too. Like it's, it depends whatever whatever time period those turkeys are in out there. You you got to cover ground. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I don't want to say I was out of shape last time, but I, I was I wasn't in the best shape where. I, I really want to pound some more ground this time, and especially we found some zones that these these turkeys should be in based off our experience. So, yeah, I'm yes. I'm look, looking forward to to attacking those turkeys this time. Um, and, and like Bud and I said, if you want to go on a western hunt and you don't have a big budget, which you know, college students or You know, just it's a cheap tag. It's a cheap tag. You get two or three, four buddies in a truck, split the gas mileage. It's probably the most affordable hunt. And I mean, to me, like I, have been out west hiking and stuff, and it, it feels like a western hunt. It's kind of foothill type stuff. So, Trust me, I'm, I'm going to pack a lot
1: less camel this time than I did last time.
0: Yeah, and, and that's something that's a little bit different in the region that we're going. There's not a lot of freaking ground cover out there. It's just straight up pines. It's just <laughs> like the Northwoods of Wisconsin where they have like those straight plantings, but it's just a lot more terrain. <laughs> Not
1: even that. It's just, yeah, just straight up pines. And like little like, a bush here and a bush there. You got some river channel. or uh, But just that. It's not even a river channel, but it's just a draw. Like, literally, it's like a creek. Cut it through. That's about it.
0: Yeah. And I don't know if you want to talk about some of, like, the biggest things that you learned. I guess one of the biggest things that I learned that pretty much... I don't want to say screwed us over, but uh, prevented us from getting a bird on the ground was the draws, like especially the base of the draws, like the you're gonna really have to spook a bird in order for them to cross a draw, like you you got to get on the same the same yeah. side of those draws is what we learned.
1: We learned you can't call them across
0: it yeah
1: because yeah we did that one morning and we called it to it all morning and it wasn't gonna come across
0: yeah and i i think another big thing that we learned out there was we, we we glass burned areas and we and we glass pines and we definitely found a lot more turkeys in the pines out there
1: yeah we burnt that entire first day literally I don't even know how much, how many miles we covered the first day. And I don't even know if we even, did we even glass a bird or see a bird the first day? Or did we just come across the landowner that said that there are birds in the area?
0: So that first day when we got there at like 4.30 in the morning and took our little half hour nap, we we heard birds right off the roost. But there was already guys back there. But we ended up glassing a couple birds on private at, like, one mile away. (laughs) But part of that, we we, we just drove, and um, we started, I don't know, we we started just uh, calling, and I don't know, I think we ended up finding – finding the habitat that we needed to be in because uh we just basically i think that that the end of the first night we ended up hearing hearing some birds like the highest density of gobbles in the evening hours that's what i'm trying to say in like a small little area so yeah that's what i remember for that on um If you guys are interested in checking out that hunt, um, it's just Miriam's Turkey Hunt um, from like 2018 on our YouTube channel. might be 2019, I don't remember what year it was. So yeah, definitely looking forward to that. That's April. Of course, we'll be doing Wisconsin turkey hunting. Um, I already, I got my turkey tag for uh, zone one season B. Um, I'll be hunting during the work week. Along with the weekend, I think, bud, you're looking at what, zone? No, I'll be in zone one. You're in zone two, I think, right? I didn't get a turkey tag. Oh, you didn't get a turkey? You're just going to buy one Uh, over the counter, maybe? Somebody may or may not have forgotten to put his app in, whatever. That's okay. They have some over-the-counter ones for, like, season C or season D. And it's not like it's it's a big deal because (laughs) you guys guys can't eat too much turkey in your house. (laughs) Exactly.
1: It's. It's one of those things where it's like, I love the sport of hunting and I hunt for food. But when it comes to Turkey, I am nothing, as much as I believe in like everything I just said, when I hunt for Turkey, I would much rather go out and call for a guy and have another guy get a Turkey that it's gonna put the turkey to use because my wife is allergic to turkey. So <laughs> when I shoot a turkey, me and Dale have to eat the entire turkey ourselves. It's it's not something we can make for a family meal. We can't make turkey tacos. We can't make ground turkey spaghetti. We we can't do anything like that. So when, when I go turkey hunting, to me, I, I am going for the thrill of talking to the bird and getting the bird in close. It's 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 a straight up sport hunt for me. I I much rather I don't even want a tag, but I want my friends to get a tag so I can go and call for them. I can go help them get birds. That I much rather do that than.
0: Yeah. Me no, me actually shoot a turkey. Yeah, no, I for me uh well, I turkey hunting's kind of grown on me. Um it, it it's weird cuz like it's nothing big. Then like you get in the heat of the moment and yeah, like, that, like that's the fun part. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you when you hear that first gobble of the year, it's like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Like, it's not something that like I take a bunch of vacation days off for. But like, if I'm trying to get a Miriams, I'll take take a couple days off for that. Rios, I'll take a couple days off and say if I do get those two ever, uh, then I got I got to do a trip to Florida to try and complete. Well, that then one. then you got to get the slam. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, part of it's a sport for me because I mean, that's sweet if you're to complete a turkey slam. I mean, I'm just an average average dude who doesn't have a lot of money or a lot of time, but because uh, I spend most of that on whitetails. But I mean, to complete any sort of slam is one hell of an accomplishment. I don't care who you are. So, yeah, no, but I'm I'm Jack for that. I, I think uh, something that's going to be fun is. Uh, Andy's – he's he's kind of where we were when we were out there the first time because he's kind of green to turkey hunting. So I'm excited to, to see how he does. And, uh, I mean, that's that's going to be one hell of a challenge. And it's going to be fun all working together trying to get a bird down. And I believe Archer's coming with us, Andy's kid. And, uh, yeah, that's it, – it's good. And just – I mean, it's not deer camp, but, I mean – it was just me and Bud last year that the camp camaraderie was pretty freaking cool, especially the one night where we had the bird gobble 100 yards from camp, and we literally had a perfect sunset. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. So, yeah. No, I am uh, looking forward to turkey hunt this year. And I'll tell you what. I, I can use turkey, and... I I did a brine on a turkey for Thanksgiving this year. And Lisa thought it was a store-bought turkey is how good it tastes. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. That, that whole thing of wild turkey tastes worse. It's all about how you cook it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. So, uh, turkey season, I, I guess the only other things I can think of for turkey season, uh, I know my dad, he's got a season D turkey tag uh, he's coming off, he's going to have hip surgery coming up here pretty quick. So, I mean, that'll be just something nice to, like, just get him out of, like, the house. Uh, yeah, it's-, it's called rehab. You are hiking. That's, that's My mom had
1: hip surgery, yeah. Like, you you get off that surgery in, like, 12 hours. They're like, start walking. Start walking. <laughs>
0: Y'all, you know, uh, like, it, that's going to be fun, because I don't think he's ever gotten a public land bird before, so uh, my goal is to do that. I'm not sure if my little brother's going to be home or not. I might convince him to get a tag. Uh, We'll see about that. And, uh, yeah, turkey hunting is all about fun. It's the funnest hunt I'll have of the year. It's like, I don't know, it's just a fun fun animal to hunt. It's a fun, cheap tag, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: For anybody trying to get into hunting and to give it, like, a big game feel, but a small game price. I mean, that's the easiest way to explain it.
0: Yeah. And another point that I'd like to make is, like, it's not a very intimidating animal to process either. There's limited blood because it's a bird. Yeah. All you have to do is really open up the breastplate. Cut the breast off.
1: yeah, it, it comes on, and there's like numerous ways as far as wh- how you want to process it. You could just breast it out, and technically by that, you're following law. You, as long as you take the breast meat, you're fine as far as and waste. But then you can do the plucking or stuff like that. And yeah, I've done it both ways.
0: Yeah, no, no, what I was... When I was green to it, I, I just pressed them out. But more experience I got with it, like, I'd take the legs off. i pretty much take everything, so. Yeah. Yeah. But you never fully plucked a bird. No, I've never fully plucked a bird. Um, <laughs> the, the thing about my turkey hunting is, like, I just get so limited on time because <laughs> I kill them before work. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to be to work by, like, 8 or 9. So it's like, shoot the bird at, like, I don't know, 6.37, I'll haul ass back to my apartment, get here by like 7.30, process the bird real quick, shower if I have time. If I don't, I just go to work with freaking turkey turkey slime all over me. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That's why it's so fun because it, it's so manageable where like a deer, if I were to go kill a deer before work, it's like, good luck i mean that's the other thing is like yeah like turkey on you're not i mean you you make it
1: the hunt that you want i'm like you can literally hunt within 50 yards of the road if you want yeah yeah that's totally doable i mean how many birds have you shot that
0: close to the freaking road all right that's a great question so uh, within 100 yards of the road how many freaking birds because you've
1: you've shot I don't even know, like 10 birds. I don't know. But, <laughs> but like, yeah. how many of your birds have been within 100 yards of the road?
0: One, one two, uh, man, I'd say at least three or four. Yeah, it's well seen. percent And even even when you had almost a shot at those beeriums, they were coming right off the road. <laughs> yeah. And then look at like that, uh, this would have been a hunt, what, four
1: years ago when you came up by Don and Debs.
0: Yeah.
1: And like we were hunting by the horse pasture, which was right off the road. (laughs) We really hunt right next to the house. Yeah. And we couldn't get that tom to come in. You and me drove around and then we spooked up that flock of turkeys and which was right off the road. We parked on the road, and then we called them across the road, <laughs> a different road. Yep. It's it, it's like turkey hunting is like it's one of those things. Like you don't have to like hike back in. You don't have to do all this. It's you can literally drive out and hunt at the same yep. time. Like I'm not telling you to shoot them off the road. That's uh, most likely 100% illegal in your state. But you you find that you just have to be like 100 feet off the road as long as you're on public land you're game but yeah you don't have to put a super lot of effort into hiking in to find the that one golden spot like deer hunting
0: yeah although i do have a couple of those golden spots for turkey hunting (laughs) where there's just no doubt there's always turkeys in that spot it's just (laughs) And I and I learned those through turkey hunt and deer hunting because like if they're there in the spring and they're there in the fall, most likely they're gonna be there year round. so uh, yeah yeah, but uh no, no I it's it's pr- probably the funnest hunt. I mean, you can go rabbit hunt you you can go squirrel hunting and well, ra- I mean rabbit rabbit hunting is happening right now, which is like a month before this is gonna launch. Yeah, and even rabbit hunting's probably more pain in the ass because you're just going through thick ass brush and you're getting pickers yeah. and yeah,
1: and you're better off. You need like eight dogs to fucking hunt rabbits right now because yeah. you got to
0: kick out of the brush. Yeah. So I I mean, out of all the hunts, I I think turkeys turkeys one of the easier hunts. So it's a good starting hunt if you're a newbie. Um, and I mean, it's one of those things too where you can get up at the crack acid on, probably most beneficial, but like there's been days where I just get out there at noon and just start walking, go on a nature hike, try and start- I'll, I'll give you, this. you are more beneficial going out at dusk
1: than you are yeah. getting up at dawn. Yeah. You are better off putting the birds to, because if you put the birds to bed, then it's worth getting up at dawn. Yeah, that, uh, that, that's my that's my number one tip. For turkey hunt. If you if you hear a gobble at dusk, then it's worth getting up and done. Yeah, no, I with,
0: yeah, no, I agree with that because like a lot of turkeys that I've killed before work, it's like if I roost something or hear something gobble within a fair distance, I'll get up in the morning. But if it's like I'm not hearing shit, and it's like <laughs> I'm not getting up? <laughs> yep, because that is just crapshoot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Except like opening week, I'll, I'll still get up because I'm trying to get that first bird of the year. But after I get that first bird under my belt, it's like whatever. It's all fun. So yeah, yeah. I think I was. Pr- we talked more about turkey than I anticipated. <laughs> uh, so. Well, I was a- Taylor of our spring game plan. Yeah, yeah, I guess the only other thing is we're getting into, uh, yeah, April. I'll probably be doing some more inland trout between Iowa and southwestern Wisconsin. Um, be, be doing a lot of camping. And I guess the only other thing that I'm thinking in spring potentially is uh, fishing on a couple of Wisconsin river flowages. So, Yeah. But that's if things work out, right? So that's one heck of a spring that we got coming. I'm just trying to think of anything else that we got going on. I mean, I don't think we can fit in much more than that. That's that's a busy spring. We always um, package more than what we're actually going to do. Yeah, yeah. If, if we do half of that, then that'll be one heck of an accomplishment. And especially, yep. I mean... You got Dale coming up now. He's he's what going to be two and a half. He's going to be starting to learn how to do some pan fishing here. I'd imagine this spring. Yeah. So, I mean, and if she's getting the hang of it, and you have the opportunity, April, April, of May, man, get him on those bluegills and crappies and perch. <laughs> you can pull us. You can pull us behind your boat in the in, in my little. Sea Puppy, or her in <laughs> <and> her cottage.
1: <guys.
0: laughs> so, yeah. I I think... I mean, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else for the spring season? Ah, uh, man. I mean, we didn't even... The sad part is, we did not
1: even... Out of all of our plans, get out there and do some shed
0: hunt. Yeah. Go oh. find some sheds. Yeah, that's... I, we didn't like, even talk about that. We got, I guess like that's – we got to talk true. about spring scouting. We got to talk about of. that postseason
1: scouting, into there we got to
0: fit in. Yeah, that's even coming up quicker. I mean, that's when that marsh starts to thaw a little bit, where you get that perfect conditions. I mean, and I, I I'm kind of trying to save this for when we get all of us on. I, I'm looking forward even this tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's Friday. I'm gonna get out scout a little bit, and who knows, maybe I'll start finding some sheds. Although I've seen a lot yeah, of bucks. You're,
1: you're lucking out because, like, you don't have as much snow as we have up here. Yeah,
0: I. Well, you can actually. You're you're gonna
1: go out and do some scouting, and it's kind of like postseason
0: scouting. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a we
1: haven't had we haven't had a lot of snow this year. You still have hope.
0: Yeah. And I've noticed just based off of driving around I've seen a lot of bucks holding still at least down here. Yeah. I saw about 130, 140 class the other day. I was kind of pissed because he was literally coming off a of private and going onto public after hours. And he was going to feed on public, <laughs> which is kind of opposite <laughs> of what you typically think for late season, but I'm kind of I'm kind of um I'm not going to go out on anymore. It's all about <laughs> next year. And I, I I'm so freaking jacked for next year because I, most of my seasons is kind of just like a loner type season where I'm excited to do a lot of hunt with you, of course. And you know, when you guys, when we get kind of the, the rut camp together, it seems like, but, but our Zebs more than willing us to at least hang out uh, don't know how many guys we could fit in his house but I mean <laughs> it, it seems like this year is gonna be a lot of camaraderie that I haven't like I've experienced it but like it'd be kind of fun to to get back to that especially after kind of a loner season in Iowa it this last season I mean besides Zebit and you coming down opening weekend it <laughs> a lot of lone nights in the truck so yeah, this yeah. might be a little bit different in terms of uh, in terms of hanging out with buddies and whatnot, which I'm looking forward to. So, yeah, yeah. I I don't have any anything else. I, I I guess we could think of a quick "Would you rather" question. Would you rather
1: catch a twelve-inch bluegill on a fly rod? versus a 20-inch walleye on a bobber. <laughs>
0: that's the most random. What do you rather? I like it. <laughs> um, honestly, for me, I would rather catch that 12-inch bluegill because that's a hell of a bluegill. That's that's. I, I, I... that's a hell of a freaking bluegill. Oh, Good. the old lady got a 12-inch bluegill.
1: Really? Fuck yeah, I kicked my ass on that one lake up in fucking UP, up in the uh, Sylvania wilderness area. Yeah. Christ, they're in some backwater lake, fucking canoes and shit like that. Jesus fucking Christ, them fucking bluegills, they were not fucking right. Like, they were way back in the wilderness, but them fucking bluegills were not right. Like, just the size? Oh, just the size, like, they're super, like, super, uh, tannic water, so they're yeah. super dark, all this, well, like, straight up, like, when they say catch a pie, pie plate bluegill, well, I did not think a fucking bluegill would be the size of, like, the entire pie plate.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, height-wise and length-wise, like, straight up, it was just fucking gross. Yeah, no.
0: The-
1: dark pictures yeah. yeah it's just fucking sick
0: no i i do a fly rod for sure with the bluegill i limited experience with the fly rod i last time i used a fly rod i was in fifth grade and we did a we did a field trip to bob's bait and tackle <laughs> that's where i learned how to use so, a fly so, rod. You, so you went up like five blocks or what no, it was a, literally a school field trip. They dropped us off in the what do they call that? The cheese wagon, and they, uh, they freaking. And this is when, when they had like his ponds. They were on the east side. They were towards like the East River, kind of, I believe, in Green Bay. And uh, yeah, that's where I learned how to do a fly rod. It, uh, and I, we actually learned how to tie tie flies that day. It was super fun. I don't even know if Bob's bait and tackle is around anymore. <laughs> no, no, he fucking died. And shit like that. <laughs> Good to know. So if you're in Green Bay, don't look for that bait shop. Um, no, nah, it, it's like a Mormon church now or something like that. Yeah, something. But
1: uh, All right, here. I'll, I'll revamp I'll the Would You Rather, just based off that. And now that I know that you know how to tie flies, would you rather know how to make all of your own fishing lures and have all the equipment, or have all the equipment and make your own arrows?
0: Now that's a great question. I would honestly go with the fishing equipment. Caveat to that, I know somebody who builds arrows in who's on this podcast majority of the weeks. So yeah, probably, probably only the last like four weeks, but yeah, like like four weeks or ever since we rebranded it. Yeah, no, Zeb uh Zeb, he uh makes his own arrows and and he knows how to do a lot of that stuff. So he said, Come over, let's have a party, I'll make you some arrows and we'll call it good. So yeah, that's why i go with the fishing lures. How about you? If, if it was hands down to where, like, I can make
1: any fishing lure and paint up any fishing lure or tie any bucktail, I mean, yeah. I, fishing lures are just, like, there are so many different options. Oh, yeah. Between tie-in and stuff like that. Arrows, I know there's a skill. As far as fletching and waiting, but you're still just gluing veins on.
0: I mean, come on, it's an arrow. Yeah. No, I and I mean we even just dabbled in it with Sharpies. What was it last year? (laughs) Hey, just for record, I have caught walleyes on lures that I
1: have painted with fingernail polish. So
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I'm excited to experiment. We're, we're still going to experiment this year with uh, our color profiles.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, me and were actually read some research last year about just, like, greens and reds and purples and all this stuff. So we're, we're going to experiment with, I think, just some base colors and see what, what produces on the river. So it's going to be a fun <laughs> little experiment. Got to get the flicker sheds on sale. So. <laughs> yeah. Pine Pyman Droves. So yeah. Other than that, I mean, we haven't really mentioned all this podcast, but we do have a YouTube channel, uh Redbeard Predators. And uh we kind of go season by season with that. So and and we got some good stuff on that channel. And I mean, we're getting better about pumping out content pretty regularly. I mean, I usually post minimum one to two videos a week. Uh started whitetail wednesday uh that's kind of slow but i'm gonna be consistent with that and put stuff up throughout the year and i mean if you guys want some we're gonna do a fish fry friday fish fry friday i like that that is that's that's a hell of an idea right there and uh yeah we got all sorts of tips and all sorts of good stuff on there and uh i don't know we started with zero subscribers and for up to 700 almost. So must be doing something decent. So we're gonna- I, we're need, gonna... I need topics for fish fry Friday. Whatever people wanna ask
1: me for fish fry Friday.
0: Yeah.
1: Recipe or topics or tactics, whatever. Yeah. So
0: that, yeah, that, that's gonna be a bud deal. So, I mean, we might do something where it's like alternate weeks where you know, Bud does fish fry on 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 like one Friday. Then the next week, I'll do like a whitetail Wednesday. So I don't know. We're just trying to keep fresh stuff fresh, and we're trying to help you guys out with bites across state of Wisconsin and beyond. Same thing with hunting, Wisconsin and beyond. We're not limited. So yeah, Arnold. That. Do you have anything for our podcast guest this week? Hey, enjoy the outdoors. Or listeners, that's what I meant. You're We're, we're, we're co host We got like five co-hosts. I don't even know. Enjoy the outdoors. Take advantage of every opportunity you've got in outdoors. And uh, what does Larry Smith say? Every day is a great day or something like that? It's every day is a great day, a day, great day, day to be alive. There we go. We'll end it with a Larry Smith quote. All right, we'll see you guys next week.